Angie's List, Thumbtack, and home warranty companies are not your friend. Relying on these lead gen companies to get steady work will just leave you with customers who just want the cheapest price. There's no silver bullet when it comes to marketing. It's like a puzzle. Until you have every single piece in the right spot, it's not complete. I hear it all the time. Marketing companies are too expensive. Google ads are too much. And every time I tell them the same thing. The best way to market your plumbing business in 2024 is Jared. What's up, man? Nothing, dude. How you doing? <clears throat> I'm doing good. Um, sorry, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> it's been a long time. Dude, it's been a while I since mean, we podcasted. Our, our beautiful audience doesn't really know that. but They have no idea. They have no idea. We've been... <laughs> Free, what do you, pre and they have no idea that we're podcast Monday right now. Oh gosh, which is way out of the Dude, ordinary. I don't like podcast Monday. I'm gonna just say it right now. I actually kind of like it. You would say I'm that. pretty stoked right now. Well, I mean, I'm stoked to have a podcast, but like I've had like a big long weekend. Wait, wait, what do you mean you had a big long weekend? I mean, I've been busy. Like I've been busier than I've ever been. Uh huh. For various reasons, but mostly because I've been working on my van. Because mm -hmm. my parents are in town, mm -hmm. my dad's in town, helped me get all my solar stuff wired up, mm -hmm. which is good because that would have taken me forever. Like the wiring part? Yeah. Yeah. Is your dad Take, like a wire master or something? He was an electronics technician for the FAA. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he just loves it. He geeks yeah. out over it. Yeah. He, he still, it takes him forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but probably, I mean, probably about half the time that it would take me. Yeah. Because I don't know... I would. I don't know. I would have to research all of it. Yeah, you'd have to research it and then like trial and error. Where your yeah. dad's probably just straight to trial and error. Yeah, he helped. He did his van. He helped me on my last van. Mm. I understood my last van when we were done. Yeah. But then this van, I got all new equipment. Gotcha. That does a bunch of fancy stuff, and yeah. I was like, I don't want to figure this out. It's funny because I come over, you know, maybe like once a week. And like the van, there's like one new thing every time I come over. Like today, there's a little black pipe. It's like, good work, guys. You guys are doing a lot of stuff. Did you see all the spray foam in there? I mean, I did, but I chose to ignore it. Uh, I spray foamed the crap out of it. It's cool. Yeah. And we put a bunch of wires in. We hooked up all the solar. My air conditioning works. It was awesome. Wait, wait. So your air conditioning hasn't worked before? The rooftop air conditioner. Oh, runs off battery power. Gotcha. I got some big old batteries, lithium ion batteries, mm -hmm. uh, 540 amp hours, 24 volts. Got a 24 volt air conditioner. We were running mm -hmm. it today off the battery power. Mm -hmm. Dude, I'm gonna be able to run that for days oh, really? without dropping my batteries. It oh, was cool. Nice. I was surprised. Yeah, very cool. Way better than expected, mm. which is rad. Are you Are you and your dad gonna finish the van this when he's up here? Like, We'll gonna... get as close as we can. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Man, that'll be exciting for that thing to be done. Yeah, it'll be close. It'll be cool. And then yeah. we're going to take a trip down down south. Wait, like in real Florida? Yeah. Oh, where are you going? I'm going to go check out Key West. Mm, how come? Go make some stops along the way. Maybe visit a few people along the way. Mm, just for funsies? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Maybe go see a couple people in our co in our coaching program. Oh, yeah, that'd be If cool. I can, yeah. Yeah, we got a handful of them down in the real Florida. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go see what they got going on. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. They'd yeah. probably be happy to see you. Yeah, hopefully. Crack the whip. Yeah, like, which no, not really. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, here we are on Podcast Wednesday. Podcast Wednesday. We're going to talk about marketing 2024. Full disclosure, we have recorded this episode how many times now? We are on our fourth edition. 
fourth edition of recording this episode, something always goes wrong Ugh. with this episode for some reason. Yeah. We were we wanted to release this earlier this year. Yeah, when it like like because I think we did pricing, pricing twenty twenty four, yep. and then I think we were gonna do marketing shortly after. Correct. And then it just didn't work. Correct. And I kept looking for it because I, you know, I talked to so many guys. I'm like, oh man, I want to send you this one. It's gonna be because the first one we did was super good. Yep. And I was excited. Yep. And then it just didn't happen. And then we recorded it a couple more times. And each time something would happen. This and... one's gonna be even better. Yeah. Actually, this yeah. I'm ready for this one. <laughs> I've been like, I've been waiting okay. for this one. Uh, I was gonna tell you, I was saving a story for you for podcast. I like that. I like that you are, <clears throat> you're thinking in your brain, oh, this is a podcast story. It was a good story. Now I can't remember. Oh what my it was. gosh. You were about to tell it to it me. It was literally like 10 minutes ago. I was like, gonna tell you a story, and I thought is a story from your past? It was a work story. Yeah, from your but, past. And it was something I said that triggered the story coming up in my memory. We're talking about how I sometimes break my sentences up. <laughs> you do. <laughs> in weird spots, too. <laughs> and you say that. Oh, that's what it was. We were going to count how many times you say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hire a VA to go through all our, po oh, our past podcasts. Mm -hmm. And just count how many times you say that versus I say that. And then who, like, what's the, what's going to happen? Like, is it better I to say that or is it better to not say that? I just think you say that a lot more than, than normal. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like there's a baseline. Yeah, like that, you know, is the thing that you would, you know, think about that doing. <laughs> that, that's how you talk, see? <laughs> uh, man, I'm pretty sure I've said that very sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you have. Pretty sure I've said very sentenced. Yeah. Anyways, so I was on this. I was in my first company that I started. Mm -hmm. um, I was working with my business partner Jason Pasias. Actually, this is after I quit the company. I went back to work mm -hmm. for the company. I mm -hmm. went to work for him. Um, so it was J and J Mechanical, and I was an employee, not one of the J's anymore. Yeah. And we were working at this building, and the maintenance guy. Mm. I wish I could remember his name, but I don't. Um, he would say, he would tell you what he has to tell you, and then he would say, he would say, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just like Twice. That. Yeah. Every, every time? Every single time. And so we, but he would say it like, after every sentence, mm -hmm. and you would just shake your head. Yes, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Would you do it like that? Like you would like? No. Okay. No, never. So yeah. we, we, we started counting every time we would go over there, how many times <laughs> he would say, you know what I'm saying? And it was remarkable. It was in the hundreds. Like, we'd be there for a couple hours, and we'd get a hundred or so. You know what I'm saying? Would you and Jason, like, go and, like, confer off to the side? Like, dude, how many did you get? Like, I got 41 just right there. Yeah, we'd be looking at each other. <laughs> in my mind, this guy's short. Was he a shorter guy? No, he's a big dude. Oh, even funnier. <clears throat> big dude. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Yeah. It was like a statement, you know what I'm saying? And, and then, then a question. question. Mm. It was a good one. Yeah, how was he older than you guys? I think so. So back th back then, I was probably early thirties, mm -hmm. thirty. He was like late thirties. Gotcha. Early forties. Gotcha. So he's like a decade older. I feel mm -hmm. like that in between, like the thirties and forties, you start to like find this pattern of speech that yeah. maybe that's the last pattern of speech you ever have, and you just hold that one forever. You start to get weird things that you do <laughs> that you hold on to. Like I'm getting like that. Yeah, what's one of your weird things? I don't know. Is that right there? Butter. Pff, butter in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> okay, when I find it, I'm going to point it out. Okay? Just for you. 
Yeah, cool. I know what yours is. It's not that. <laughs> you say that, <laughs> and you pause your sentences only when you're trying to think about what you're saying. Yeah. I would love to be a type of person who can think about what they say before they say it. Do you do that? Do you think about what you say before you say it? Heck yeah. Really? Yeah. How does that work in your brain? Like right now? Like um, are you thinking of something? Oh, yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. In the sense, because you're not listening. That's why I don't listen <laughs> yeah, when you talk. Because yeah. you're just like, okay, I got to get back to marketing. We gotta talk okay, about marketing. we got to wrap this podcast back to marketing. Yeah, Somehow. back to marketing. Somehow we're going to loop it back. Uh, anyway, I just did it for you. Cool. Okay, let's get into it. Marketing 2024. What is it? It's February. Yeah, this time podcast. Of this recording, this is late February. This podcast is coming out. This Friday, I believe. Oh yeah, this is <clears throat> this is a hot off the press podcast. Hot off the press podcast, oh, dude. Perfect. <clears throat> we've been delaying. We got a bunch of podcasts in the bank, then we've been delaying. So this is hot off the press coming out this Friday. It is what towards the end of February. Yeah. Um, it's going to be the end of February when this comes out. It's going to be March first. March first, yeah. and for a lot of the world, for a lot of the United States. January was a pretty good month, mm -hmm. especially with all the cold snaps and all mm -hmm. that stuff that happened. Yep. And then it's like the bottom fell out in January for a lot of people. I know some people are still busy, like we're still busy in Alaska. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Who else, who else is still busy? Like, mm -hmm. is there another particular market? I don't, I don't know, to be honest with you. I think, I think businesses who have been around a while mm – -hmm. And who have a good solid customer base, mm -hmm. who have really good brand awareness, and who have like if you have a solid customer base that you can lean on to call up and go into the house for doing some sort of free work, yeah, then you're gonna be okay. Yeah, like when we're slow, we start calling up all our old estimates. We start running ads and emails and text messages out to mm -hmm. our old customers saying, "Hey, we're." You know, doing water heater flushes for a, you know, one-time $79 mm -hmm. charge or something like that. Those ads, do you handle those? Or is that your marketing agency who handles those ads, like, to old customers, the ones that you just talked about? <clears throat> um, typically, they're just done, like, we'll send out a mass email in Service Titan or a text message. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah. you, that's sort of your finger on the button with that. Not necessarily like, hey, agency, can you run that we're slow marketing campaign? Yeah, that's hard. That's hard stuff for an agency to do. And it's that's easy stuff for a business owner, GM, or even a CR, CSR to do. Gotcha. Just take somebody like a one-time setup. Yeah. And then it's just a few clicks of a button. Yeah. Yeah. Super easy. Do you have like a written down process? Like when we're slow, this is what we do. Um. Yes, to an extent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we're slow, it's like, Hey, if there's not enough jobs on the board, this is what we do. Yeah. And there's okay. a series of outbound dialing that we go through. Mm -hmm. So we start calling unsold estimates mm -hmm. from yesterday and then backwards. Yeah. Once we call through those, we usually get quite a few of those. Yeah. I was going to ask like how much, yeah. How much work you get from just unsold estimates? It's a lot. <clears throat> you can drum up quite a bit of work and that, and it's going to depend on the size of your business, right? If you've got two techs running around, you're not going to have as many unsold estimates call through. Right, right. If you've got 10 techs, you have probably way more to call through. Also depends on the time of year as well. Like we noticed mm. this year kind of for the first time, and I don't know what it was, if like it was before Christmas, mm -hmm. we had a, a slight, it seemed like, it seemed like 
people weren't buying stuff like they were. Yeah. For there was like this weird three or four month period, and it was like September, October, November, December. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then come January after Christmas, mm-hmm. it was like the bottom for us, it was like all of a sudden now everybody's buying everything. Yeah. So when we started calling through all our unsold estimates in January going back, um, because we were super busy doing tune and cleans. Yeah. But typically during tune and clean season, we make a ton of money off of doing the tune and clean because we do sure. the tune and cleans for free. Yep. And then They're part of your membership. Yeah, it's part of our membership. <clears throat> and then making money off the upsells. We couldn't sell upsell to save our lives for some reason. Yeah, and all the technicians were doing what they're supposed to do as far as that process is concerned. Yeah, our gotcha. unsold the the amount of unsold estimates that we had was twice what it was the previous year. Mm. Same, roughly the same amount of jobs. We just nobody wanted to buy anything. I think it had to do with, you know, at the time they were preaching the economy's down, interest mm. rates were still high. Yeah. They hadn't announced the interest rate drops, which I don't even know if they're going through or not. Yeah. Do you know if they're going through? I don't know. I don't I don't follow any of that. Me neither. Um, <clears throat> but it's like once they announced it, then it was, well, Christmas is coming up. I spent all my money on Christmas. Yeah. So we got pretty creative in December with mm-hmm. our promotions program, mm-hmm. which we should talk about on this because it's, sure. it's, it's marketing. <clears throat> um, and then January, it was like, kaboom. We had a record month in January and then... Hmm. February, even better. Yeah. Record month in February. Do you feel like you're just carrying momentum from January? Like like whatever happened in January in Fairbanks is still happening as far as like... Well, I guess... We had a cold snap. Super cold snap. Super, yeah. super cold snap. For that, a long time. Too. That helped a lot. Yeah. Um, especially because we do heating. And when, when it's like 50 below, 40 below for weeks on end... All sorts of Equipment is just running and running and running and running and running. Yeah. And if there's a problem you notice it. And yeah. if there is a problem, it's a much bigger deal, yeah. right? It's not like, like if one of your rooms isn't heating at mm. 30 degrees and you put a fan in, you're good. Yeah. But at 50 below, if there's no heat in that room, yeah. you're going to have frozen pipes. Yeah. So yeah, call volume was super nuts for January and us, but it's been like, we've been selling like crazy. Okay. My technicians are selling like crazy and it's not, yeah, maybe their sales skills have gotten better. We have been doing some sales training, but um, not to the extent that it is. It has to do more with market mm. conditions. Mm. People are feeling more comfortable and more free to spend their money. Weird. Maybe they got their huh. taxes done, got a return by now, I don't know, or they know what they're getting at least. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but it's been a madhouse. Mm. Interesting. For us, yeah. Yeah, but it's been really slow elsewhere. It's been really slow in February yeah. in a lot of the world. And you can see it on Google Trends. Mm-hmm. So if you look at, my brother sent me a graph of the search term plumber near me. Mm-hmm. So just for plumbers. Right. And you can see giant spike in January. And then come February, it's like poof, just, mm-hmm. just dropping off. Mm-hmm. And it's the lowest it's ever been in the last four years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So huh. like by a lot. By quite a bit. Like January, it just jumped back to normal. Yeah, gotcha. And every and it and it was a spike, and then it it just dropped off. Mm. Super, super low. Mm. I mean, can only go up though, right? 
I mean, it can go down. It can continue to go down. Sure. But it's got to reach the bottom at some point. Yeah, right? at some point it's going to come back up. Because uh-huh. like these things are typically cyclical. Uh-huh. Yes. And what you have to remember is this is just mm. people searching on Google for a plumber near me. Yeah, but if that's your only jam, then... And that's the thing. If that's your only jam, then... And search volume goes down... Yeah. Guess who's going? Guess whose work volume is going down? Yeah, yep. yours, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, in 2024, <clears throat> here's what I think. I think that, and we've said this a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. You look at the trends in like uh, during COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's sitting at home. Mm-hmm. Everybody's <laughs> using the heck out of their plumbing. Um, normally, they're pooping at work. Now they're pooping at home, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking at their house more because they're right. working from home. So they're yeah. like, that ugly bathroom is really starting to bother them. Husbands and wives are home together <clears> more. So there's more like, hey, you gonna... There's two of them in the kitchen. Yeah. They're like, oh, it'd be really nice to like remodel this kitchen, right? There's mm-hmm. all this stuff happening Free in Free money home. was coming out. Free money from the government. Um, yeah. And call volume was, if you look yeah. now, if you look, call volume was just skyrocketing, <clears> right? <throat> Great time to start a business. Just hop on Google AdWords and get some mm-hmm. some cheap leads and rock and roll. Yeah, off to do what you <clears> want to do. And I, I've talked to a lot of guys. That's when they started. Yeah. And they did really well and they grew and they got employees and everything. And then now they're now they're hurting, especially within this last month. And what do they say? Well, they just say they don't have any work. Yeah. And then all, all the other things, too. They're typically undercharging as well. They're still playing a mixed game of like, oh, if they're doing new construction or residential. Yep. So it's kind of the normal grab bag of problems. But yep. the biggest thing is my phone just doesn't ring. Yep. So what happens is you grow your company on, on pay-per-click. Yeah. And now search volume goes down. And sure. And call volume goes down. And you have – we also have in the last couple of years we have – you know, giant PE firms and mm. investment groups that came in and started buying up plumbing companies who have big pockets to buy new customers. In your in your experience, <clears throat> is that a relatively new phenomenon that it, PE firms are coming to after the plumbing and HVAC companies specifically? It's bigger than it's ever been. Okay. And it's it's I believe like my understanding of it, I'm not gonna say I'm an expert on it, but my understanding of it is that we're, it's like the car industry, like the auto mechanic industry, right? They went through this big like mm. sales process boom, right? Where they were like, oh, we can actually change our entire business model mm. to where this is actually a really good business. Sure. And then people started coming in and buying up a bunch of these auto mechanic shops. Mm-hmm. So now you've got like, there's a dude in Fairbanks um, where we're at. He bought up like six or seven auto shops. Started buying them in Anchorage and Palmer, mm. um, <clears throat> just because he figured out this really good way to run shops. Gotcha. And so, basically, yeah, what okay. what plumbing companies and HVAC companies and electrical companies have done, service companies, they've basically t- just stolen that model. They mm. basically watched the auto mechanic industry do what they did: mm. go flat rate, mm-hmm. you know, figure out their pricing, be able to actually pay mechanics well, yeah, and make a lot of money and and put a good business model in place. Whereas beforehand, it was all just mm. mom and pop. Yep. shops doing plumbing, right? Yep. And and the plumbing business wasn't like a good business to get into because sure. it just wasn't that profitable. Sure, the margins yeah. weren't that good, right? Um, <clears throat> but now that we've kind of, this wave has been hitting, mm. and it's not over yet. Like mm-hmm. it's not, there's still people out there that 
running their plumbing businesses like it's, you know, 1960s. Oh, there's tons of people. Tons I, of people. I talk to them every day. <clears throat> yeah, tons of people. So this wave is going through, and you have these plumbing, HVAC, electrical businesses that are now running very good, very mm-hmm. profitable businesses. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really good model, right? It's a very right. profitable model. Mm-hmm. Relatively simple model. Relatively mm-hmm. safe because the, the demand for plumbing service will always be there. Always be there. Um, and there's a huge demand, right? Mm-hmm. Because because there's such a low supply of technicians, mm-hmm. there's a low supply of skilled workers, the demand for these services just keeps getting higher and higher and higher and higher, mm-hmm. okay? What I think that we, we're seeing right now is <clears throat> in COVID times, everybody recognized dude, homeboy just started his business and he's just killing it, right? right? Oh, dude, my buddy over there just started his business and he's killing it. right? Or this business just popped up and now they're like 20 trucks, right? right? I think we had a bunch of people start businesses. Yep. And so now there's, and call volume has gone back to, basically back to normal, yep. really. Maybe low normal now yep. for February, yep. right? Um, but it's not, it's not going to stay that way forever. Right. So we have all these people trying to buy AdWords yeah. right now. And we've got PE firms with huge pockets who, if they break even on a call, it's no big deal. Right. If Even if if they know they can still, they'll make money on the company over the next two years, right? Mm-hmm. They don't make money till year two. Mm-hmm. They got deep pockets, right? right? Yeah, they can afford to do that. <clears throat> they can afford to do that. Um, then we've got all the little guys who are undercharging. Mm-hmm. They can't, they literally can't afford to be on AdWords. Right. They're not charging enough. Mm-hmm. There's no way they can pay 200 bucks for a lead. Right. 300 bucks for a lead. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Charging 120 bucks an hour. Right. You're paying 300 bucks to get a phone call. You're going to book about half of those. Right. And then you're going to sell about, I don't know, 60% of the ones you book. Right. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Nope. Unless. You're charging a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> so we've got all these people bidding for bidding on a keyword. Mm-hmm. The search volume is low. The costs are going up. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. And it's tough out there. Yeah. So, like, the ones who are doing well right now mm-hmm. are the ones who came up with a good name, mm-hmm. branded their company, and didn't rely solely on pay-per-click, mm. but they really developed their brand awareness in the community. What should what should guys focus on first? Like branding <laughs> or leaning into sort of like direct response marketing? Or I think you're, you're out there doing call to actions. You're trying to I think, do pay-per-click. I think right now you got to do both. Sure. I think right now for the startup companies, pay-per-click is, a, is tough. Yeah. Um, like we've got guys in our coaching program, they literally can't spend their budget because the search volume isn't there. Oh gosh. So yeah, it's not even like, it's not even at that point they can't afford the leads. It's like, Google's like, Hey man, there's no one for me to give you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I think like 2024, I think it's really important that you do both. I don't think you're going to be able to have a successful pay-per-click campaign or successful Google local service ad campaign without strong brand awareness. Mm-hmm. And we kind of saw this like, you know, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. we had 
kind of a similar thing happened. It was just for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And we saw it in Fairbanks even, where pay-per-click ad costs got mm, really, yeah. really, really expensive, like really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to get those ad costs down, we had to make our brand more, you know, make people more aware of who we were and what sure. we do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that helped us bring our cost per phone call from Google down to where it was reasonable. Right. It was like, like we were spending forty to fifty thousand dollars a month, whereas just a couple months before we were mm-hmm. only spending twenty, twenty four. Wow. Right. That's a huge difference. Yeah. And so with mm-hmm. a push, with a big, with a big push for brand awareness, we were able to get that back down to spending, you know, twenty to twenty four. What's the relationship between pay-per-click and brand awareness? Like how do those two help each other? They help each other because if you think about it, like if you think about what your customer is doing, when somebody has a plumbing problem, they're doing one of two things, and that's it. They're either calling the plumber that they already know, mm. that's already saved in their phone, they already know their phone number. We could say they're doing one of three things. They've got the number in their phone, like they're part of a – you know, they have a membership with another company. Right. And they just call that company, okay? Now, the other thing is they're going to Google and they're searching for that company, mm-hmm. right? Searching, oh, searching for that company specifically. Directly for the company that they have a membership for. Mm-hmm. But if they don't have a plumbing company that they use on the regular, then what are they going to do? They're just going to Google plumber. They're going to go to Google. Some weird people go to... Apple Maps. Oh, yeah. It's way easier. That's the weirdest thing ever. I still, it still weirds me out that you do that. Mm, yeah, I do it for everything. That's how I search for stuff. Yeah. Like if I'm going to go to a restaurant or buy, I don't go to Google because then I just go to Apple Maps and then I just type in food or coffee or whatever. And See, then... I never used Apple Maps. I always mm-hmm. use Google Maps mm-hmm. until I got my Ford van and it has the Apple Car Connect or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And now I have to use Apple Maps. You can, you or it doesn't use... show up on my screen. Mm. It won't show up on, like, my map app on my screen is Apple Maps. I think you can use Google, no. even if it's CarPlay. You probably can, but I don't know how to. I think, <laughs> you, just op- I think you just open it up from no, your phone. No. If I open it up on my phone, mm-hmm. it'll give me the directions on my phone. Mm-hmm. It'll read them on my, mm. on my speakers, but it won't show on my map. Yeah. See, when I plug it in, it'll show <clears> on my map. The Google version. Mm. And I've tried the Google version. I think I like Apple Maps. Google better. Maps is way better. I like Apple Maps better. We can agree to disagree. Yeah. yeah okay. I don't, I don't have an enemy to fight you on that one. So they're doing one of those three things, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's just because you know I'll win. <laughs> um, I'll let you win. <laughs> thanks. You're a swell guy. You. You know that? I know. You're so nice. <laughs> here to support you. Um, and they're searching plumber, plumber near me, um, or they're searching the problem they're having mm-hmm. or something of that nature, right? And Google is serving them ads. Mm. They're serving them GLSA ads at the top. And then- Real quick, break down what a GLSA ad GLSA is. GLSA is, we'll go through that next. Let's, okay. okay. I'll finish this and we'll break down the types of ads that you're seeing. Okay. You're seeing a GLSA ad at the top. Mm-hmm. It's the ones with the little green check mark. Yep. Usually there's three of them, mm-hmm. okay? Do you have to have that green check mark to be a GLSA ad? Yes. Okay. So there's usually two or three, depending Mm -hmm. on if you're on your phone or you're on Mm. your desktop, right? So the customer has a choice there between those companies. Okay. And then they're seeing two 
pay-per-click ads. Mm. And then when they go to the map pack, sometimes they see local service ads and sometimes they see pay-per-click ads. Interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you're paying good Wait, real money, quick. So the map pack, like, because I've heard marketers are like, we'll get you on the map pack. Get you on the map Is pack, Is that really, bro. like, it's just referencing pay-per-click? So the way the map pack works is when you pull it up on your phone, mm-hmm. you see, no, it's not referencing pay-per-click. It's organic in the maps. That's okay. SEO. Okay. Very useful. I, I'm sneezing a lot today. What's up with that? I don't know. It's all the sawdust. <coughs> oh, all that band work. All the Woof. nasty chemicals that are breathing in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the map pack is just when you're looking at the map, right? Yeah. And it's showing you the yep. different plumbing businesses on the map. Mm-hmm. It shows one or two pay-per-click ads at the very top of the map. Okay. You'll see okay. it. It'll say sponsored or yeah. ad or something. Yeah. Underneath that is the organic rankings. Yeah. Gotcha. It's Google saying for where you're at, these companies have shown to do have shown to be, to our algorithm, be the best ones to show you in this spot, right? Yeah. And SEO will get you up there. Yeah. So It's S- a combo okay. of things, though. Yeah. It's SEO, it's reviews, it's updates on your GMB. Mm. All, all that stuff comes into play. Mm-hmm. So, but think about that customer now. Let's say you have GLSA ads going mm-hmm. and you show up at the top. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you have pay-per-click ads going. And so you show up after that. Sure. Then they open the map pack, and you're at the top of the map pack sure. because you have a pay-per-click ad. And your SEO is real strong, so you show up organically. Yeah, sure. Right? You're, you're hitting a lot of different places. They're seeing you four places. And the customer now has to choose which mm-hmm. plumbing company to use. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so they're looking at a few different things. Number one... Who shows up the most is going to pay, play a big part Huge in part. who they choose. Mm-hmm. Number two, if there's two companies that look identical, they're just picking one randomly. Mm-hmm. If there's two companies with 4.8 ratings and a thousand reviews, and they're both branded well, and they both have a nice website, and they both say they'll come to your house and fix your problem, they're just picking one. Yeah, I'd probably at that point, me personally, I'd probably pick one. Either the one on the top or the one that I like the name better. Yeah. So then they're choosing it just, off. It'd be a dumb thing. Off like the would, name. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I like purple better. I'm going to choose this company. Exa- yeah, exactly. Right? So now think about this. If you focus on brand awareness with your company, right? So mm-hmm. your brand awareness is instead of giving them an ad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When, they're, when they're looking for you, you feed them an ad and hope that they pick your ad. Right. Brand awareness is... Let's get in front of our customer and let's teach them about who we are, what we do, and why we're a good option for that Mm -hmm. before they ever need us. Mm -hmm. Okay? So now imagine if you can get somebody. You're you're priming the pump. You're priming the pump. Yeah. Imagine you get somebody to know, we need to just make up a fake company. Say I have a plumbing company in in Florida, Mm -hmm. Pensacola, Florida. Mm -hmm. It's named Joe's Plumbing. Yeah, terrible name, but we'll go with it. Terrible name, we'll go with it. You can check it out in the playbook. <laughs> hey, real quick, if you haven't grabbed our playbook by now, I don't know what's taking you so long, but this freaking thing right here, dude, there's so much free good information in this, it's ridiculous. And you can get a copy of it for free. Link in the description. All you got to do is give us your email. 
we will email you a bunch of valuable emails after that, but that's it. We're just going to email you. You don't have to give us your phone number or anything. And it's free, so go grab it. And if you're listening, for all you awesome listeners out there, which is still weird to me that people listen to podcasts and don't watch them on YouTube, <laughs> but whatever, mm-hmm. probably still cool people, um, go to wealthyplumber.com slash playbook. Grab your free copy. After that, if you need help with your plumbing business, you can book a call with our team. We'll talk to you. We have a coaching program. We'll get you the help you need. It's super awesome. Okay. That said. Now you got to remember what you were talking about. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do a pitch and then forget. Yeah. I mean, I mean, remember. Yeah, I can't remember. You, you can't forget. I can't even say the right words. Oh, man. See, I say that a lot, but then you just forget about what you're Dude. talking about. <laughs> That's because I have to think so hard about what I'm saying. Mm. Um, okay. Now imagine Joe's Plumbing mm-hmm. in F- Pensacola, Florida. Let's say Joe's Plumbing never shows anybody their logo. Yeah. Their name is not memorable, Mm-mm. which it isn't. Mm-mm. And their colors are red and blue, and they have white vans with a little bit of lettering on them, and they look yeah. just like every other van out there, and nobody knows who you are. Right. Somebody goes to Google, and they have to choose between companies. They don't know you from, what's the phrase? Adam. They don't no. know you from Adam. What's the butthole one? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Did we have this conversation the other day? Yeah, but we were talking about... Um, it was elbows and assholes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> Which has nothing to do with them knowing them No, knowing it doesn't. You. They don't know. So they don't know Joe's plumbing from elbows or assholes. No, it's like they don't know your head from a hole in the wall. Hole in the ground, that's what it is. They don't know you from a hole in the ground. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's no, what, okay. I we saw can... it on a slideshow the other day. The guy was like... You don't know me from a hole in the ground. Then he showed a picture of himself. He's like, that's me. And then he popped up a picture of a hole in the ground. He goes, that's a hole in the ground. <laughs> now you know. Man, and you remember it, was, it too. It, it was a good. Well. It was a good joke. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use that one someday. Yeah. Okay, so you don't know Joe's plumbing from a hole in the ground, mm-hmm. right? If you, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> until somebody made the comparison for you on, yeah. a, on a slideshow. Yep. So now they go to Google. They don't... They're going to pick whoever. So now mm-hmm. imagine Joe's Plumbing says, you know what? I'm going to make sure people know who I am mm-hmm. and what my my business does well mm. and why we're a good option, like why you would choose to work with my company over the rest of these companies, yeah. okay? Maybe Joe's Plumbing is really good at answering the phone. Right. A lot of plumbers don't answer the phone very well. Mm-hmm. And Joe's Plumbing is like, you know what? We got dedicated CSRs on staff right. at all times to answer the phone. Right. Plus we have a 24 hour answering service that we pay to answer our phones 24 seven. Mm-hmm. Right. So they always answer the phone. Maybe Joe's plumbing provides really good top notch quality service. Yep. Like if you want service with a smile and you want it quick and you want it fast and you want a friendly plumber at your house, mm-hmm. you call Joe's plumbing. Okay. Now imagine if he gets that message mm. along with his name and along with his colors, mm-hmm. okay, and Joe's Plumbing in the playbook is yellow and purple. Mm-hmm. Terrible name, but he could still do it. Right. Now, let's say He's he... has got a logo in there. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's say he starts running ads on social media, and he starts putting out funny memes to grab people's attention. This is what we do in my company. Yeah, these aren't ads like call now button ads, right? Nope. These are just like a awareness. These, these are just like funny ads... 
sure, to grab people's kinda, attention yeah, sneaky and get them to know who Joe's Plumbing is, mm-hmm. right? So you start running those funny ads that grab their attention and then start running along with it your your reviews, your Google reviews. Right. You take your Google reviews and you turn them into a post and you run them as an ad right. to the same person. Mm-hmm. And let's say you do that enough to where somebody on Facebook and Instagram, when they're scrolling through Which their is where phone, they are, they start seeing you like 10 to 15 times a month mm-hmm. on their phone. They start to become aware of who you are. Whether they want to or not. Whether they want to or not. Yeah. Now, let's say that you're running those ads in the same areas that you're running your pay-per-click ads, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Let's say there's, um, and this is how I would do it. Let's say there's a few neighborhoods or a few zip codes that I make the majority of my income from. Mm-hmm. And so I target, I'm already in those neighborhoods, right? So I'm spending on PPC, I'm getting phone calls, mm-hmm. I'm doing work, I'm tracking on Service Titan, hmm. where I'm doing that work, right? And so I start to learn my hot spots where I'm already at in my community. How important is that part really quick? Because if guys aren't on Service Titan, how important is it that they track where all their work's coming from? So I, I think it's really important to, because if you think about brand awareness, like the reason I said 10 to 15 times on your phone, right? Getting people, you want to see you often yeah. enough. It's about the frequency, okay? Yeah. And so... If you can serve all of your ads to the same group of people, yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your pay-per-click ads, when they search a plumber, they see you. Mm-hmm. Facebook ads, when they're on Facebook and Instagram, they see you. Mm-hmm. When they go check their mail and they get a mailer in the mail, it's your company, right? Right. And you know you're already in those neighborhoods doing work, which right. means they're going to see your vans. Right. Okay? That's four touch points. Four, four, four different, different. different mediums, too. Yes, mm-hmm. a search ad, a digital ad, a print ad, like in their face, they can touch it and feel it, mm-hmm. and then giant van in front of them driving down the road. Right. Like this is a really good combo of ads. Right. Okay. And if you're if you're small, you can target super small audiences and mm-hmm. target them with your pay per click, your Facebook, mm-hmm. your mailers, your vans, all that stuff Mm -hmm. matters, right? So now imagine this customer, okay? Just imagine the customer now Mm -hmm. for Joe's Plumbing. They're like, I keep seeing this Joe's Plumbing guy on my Facebook feed or my Instagram feed or whatever, right? And then they're like, they're like driving down the neighborhood and they see one of your vans. Oh, that's that Joe's Plumbing guy. I I saw his ad on Facebook. And they honestly might not even be thinking in that way. They, it just, their brain is absorbing that information. Yeah. Like when I see, I mean, we'll just read words as we're driving down the street, whether you want to or not. Yep. Like you'd be like, there's some words I just read them. You'll recognize colors. Yes. And so when you see a purple and yellow logo and Joe's plumbing on the internet and you see a yellow and purple van, you're like, you see it and you read it in Joe's plumbing and you start to, uh, you see it enough and you start to connect the dots. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's Joe's plumbing van. I see Joe's plumbing on the internet. Yeah. They must be doing stuff. They, they must, must be, be doing active. stuff. They must be a <clears throat> real business. Okay. Now let's take it a step further. Let's say a few days later that customer, let's say every quarter that customer gets something in the mail from your from Joe's plumbing. Mm. Now they have a, a mailer. They've seen sure. your van a couple times. They have seen your ads on social media. 
And they're starting to get to know who you are pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now let's say they have a plumbing problem. Sure. They may just go into their phone and be like, I'm going to call Joe's Plumbing. Right. That happens. Mm-hmm. That is the best option right yep. there. They go straight to you. Cut Google out of it. Just cut them out. Mm. Now, Google recently with Google local service ads, if people are searching for your name, you have the option to show them a Google local service ad because I'm sure they want revenue right. from yeah. that. Yeah, They recognize people are are going strong on brand awareness. And they're like, wait a second, we still want our we still want our cut. And they know? want some cut of that. <clears throat> okay. Now they're either going to call you directly. They're either going to be like, oh, I'm going to call Joe's Plumbing. I've seen their vans. Yeah. I've got their mailer. I've seen their their Facebook ads. Um, and really, like the reason sometimes the reason that they're calling you is so simple. It's just path of least resistance. Yeah. It's like they might have like actually read your reviews. Probably not. They've just seen you so much that it's like, why would I try somebody else when I already know that that company is real? Yeah. Because. And they know they do a good job. Yeah. So now they're going to search you up Mm -hmm. and they're going to call you. Okay. Or check this out. This is where it gets, this is where I think most customers stand. Mm. Most customers like if I asked any plumbing company, how many of your calls are just straight up emergencies? Mm-hmm. It's not very many. Mm-hmm. It's very few and far between. It, typically, it's the customer has this nagging plumbing problem, mm-hmm. right? Or this thing that they've been dealing with for a while, and it's gotten bad enough or annoying enough to where they're willing to go through the inconvenience yeah. because it's an inconvenience to them to have to find a plumber, to call a plumber to their house and get and spend money on something they don't want to spend money on. It's an inconvenience, yep. okay? That's why plumbing customers just aren't very happy all the time, right? No, yeah, because <laughs> it's not <clears throat> yeah. It's not like they're buying something cool. No. They're not like, yeah, I'm so excited <clears throat> for this. Yeah. So it's finally become a big enough problem to where they're willing to get rid of the inconvenience, pick up their phone and give you a call, okay? Or search for a plumber. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's say in this scenario, some customer has a water softener and their water softener's been on the fritz and they've been just dealing with hard water and finally they're tired of it, you know, leaving white spots on their toilet or on their sink or in whatever, wherever, right? Mm -hmm. Or they're tired of the way it feels on their skin in the shower, and like, you know what, I'm going to call somebody. And they go to Google and they type in water softener Mm. or water softener repair or whatever. Now, they have seen your social media ads. Mm -hmm. They've seen your trucks. They've gotten your mailer in the mail. Now they search for water softener. They're like, oh, yeah, Joe's Plumbing. Mm -hmm. I remember these guys. And they click on you and they go to your website. And you take them to, they go to your website and they check you out, but then they decide, you know what, I'm going to get my water softener fixed later. Mm. And they put their phone down. Right. Because it's an inconvenience to call you. Which is probably incredibly common. This happens all the time. You just get interrupted. Like, especially if you're on your phone searching for something, I don't know how many times I've been doing something like, oh, I'll do this. And then a kid runs up or my wife or somebody calls and then. I just got my AC tuned. For the year, it took me like three months to finally call them. <laughs> yeah. I probably looked them up a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, eh, I'll do this later. Yeah, like, oh, I don't It's an inconvenience. Uh, I don't want to think about it. Yeah. So um, I think that happens more often than not. Okay. So they made it to your website, though. This is the beauty. 
Now you can retarget them. Mm -hmm. You can retarget them in two places, on Google and on Facebook and Mm -hmm. Instagram. Okay, so now imagine they make it to your website, they looked at a water softener, and now you just start feeding them ads. So yeah. every everywhere they go, they go home, they're looking up a recipe for dinner. Let's say they're going to make cookies. Psh. Let's say they're going to make dinner. They're looking up a recipe. Dagnabbit, what's freaking Joe's plumbing ad doing everywhere? Oh, yeah, I need that water softener. Mm. They go to make cookies after dinner. They're looking up another recipe. Oh, Joe's plumbing. Yeah, I got to get my water softener fixed. Mm-hmm. Then they go and they sit down after dinner and they click on the TV and pop up YouTube and Joe's plumbing ad is playing because you're retargeting this person. Right. Oh, yeah, I need to get that water softener fixed. You're just reminding them of their problem over and over and over again. <laughs> and you can follow them around for 90 days Yeah. and remind them of their problem and remind them to call you, right? Mm-hmm. Tying those two things together mm. over and over and over again for this customer until they finally pick up the phone and give you a call. Right. And even if you don't, your brand awareness at that point is so strong in that customer's yeah. head that even if they decide six months down the road to get that water softener fixed, the likelihood of them calling you is really, really good. Yeah. And that's what most people are missing mm. in their marketing. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. <clears throat> you have to understand the, the customer journey. And you have to be willing, mm. right, to pay that money today for somebody to call you six months from now. Yeah, I think that's the hard part is like brand is a long-term play. So, it's, And I think people are like, I want my phone to ring now. I don't want to put money in something that I can't necessarily see or track or feel. And you could do that during COVID. Like yeah. that, was yeah, a le- that was a yeah. legitimate thing that you could do. Mm-hmm. And now it's a different game. And that's why mm-hmm. it's tough for the for the new guys because can, yeah. you're you're fronting money today and you're not getting paid for it for six months from now. Yeah, but if you don't front that money today, if you then don't, you're not going to have the ability to benefit from a strong brand later. You are not. You are yeah. correct. So it's like you have to put money into it at some point. You have to. So like if we're thinking about a company like Joe's Plumbing where the brand is rather weak, yeah. when should somebody consider doing a rebrand? As soon as they can afford it. I think it's... I think in 2024, it's going. It is one of the most important parts of your marketing strategy, mm-hmm. is to have a name and a logo and colors that stand out in the community and are memorable. Mm. Okay. So, <clears throat> and I would think like I would think really hard about the name of your company. Mm. It's you can name it from the get go. You can make a name that is good. So yeah, you, don't be lazy with the name. It's probably the thing that guys are most lazy with. Most lazy with. They're like, yeah, the name's okay, but I got really cool colors or a really cool logo. I wouldn't even say that. I think it's mostly like the here's the name. It's li- like it's it's just my last name or my yeah. initials or whatever. <clears throat> and then here's a picture of a plumber or a house or uh-huh. or a pipe. And that's it. And then it's just like, all right, let's go get some work. You're gonna have this name until you shut her down, sell it, or retire or whatever, right? The name might be forever. Yeah. And Ideally, it doesn't it will cost be you. It doesn't cost you any money to pick a good name. Mm-hmm. It costs you time thinking about it, mm. but it's well worth the thought. Yeah. Okay. So take Joe's Plumbing for example. That that's going to be a tough name for anybody to remember. Yep. Because they don't know Joe. They have no relation to Joe. 
they don't unless like they have a family member named Joe, <clears throat> that's going to be a tough name for them to remember. There were, what was that? Plumbing business? Was it Jerry? Was it yeah. Jimmy? Was it Johnny? Was it somebody Jay's plumbing or something? Jay's plumbing? I I can't remember. Just search plumber and then yeah. see what you get. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was this one, Jerry. Yeah, I think so. He's yeah. got some purple in there. Yeah, well, I don't really care. Just pick Jerry. It's yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, if <clears throat> like for name purposes, right? The only name I know to think of that's like I want to. For me, I want to tie my my business to the area that I'm serving. Mm-hmm. So the only business I know to use is mine. I'm trying to think of another one that did a really good job at this. Mm-hmm. There's a few different like ideas around naming. Mm-hmm. I think the best one is to tie it to something local in your area. Sure. So for instance, mm-hmm. our name is mm-hmm. Prospector Plumbing. Fairbanks is a gold mine town. Right. It was founded. Well, I don't know if it was founded, but our statue in the middle of the town is of a prospector. Mm-hmm. His name is Pedro. Did he found the town? I, have no, I don't know. I don't know. He's a figure go, in the town. I school right? there. I don't know. Everybody knows what a prospector is. Yeah, true. There's one other business in town called Prospector Outfitters mm-hmm. that's been around forever. Yep. But nobody else has used the name prospector. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very well-known thing in Fairbanks, Alaska. Mm-hmm. If you live in Fairbanks, Alaska and you see the name Prospector, you don't forget it. Right. You know immediately what it is. Mm-hmm. So when we rolled out Prospector Plumbing, the second you saw it, it was like, oh, I remember that. Right. And if somebody said, what was that plumbing company we saw? It was Prospector Plumbing. Right. It was just so easy to remember, right? Especially the two Ps yep. together, Prospector yep. and Plumbing. Alliteration. Okay. <clears throat> Works every time. Now, part of that was um, our logo, right? So if we would have put Prospector Plumbing on the side of the van mm. with blue and white and small letters and oh, it didn't yeah. catch your attention. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. Then we could have drove by and nobody would have noticed, yep. right? And so they wouldn't have learned about our name. Because we paired our name with a brand that disrupts, as mm-hmm. uh, Homeboy would say it, Dan Antonelli. Dan Antonelli. I want to say Dan Kennedy, (laughs) but it's not. Other Dan. (laughs) The other Dan. Um, We should, we need to come up with a nickname for Dan Antonelli. We should call him Grandpa Dan. Grandpa Dan. Yeah. Yeah. He'll appreciate that. Okay. So for Grandpa Dan, right? (laughs) You want a brand that disrupts. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when it drives by, you want people to go, whoa, what is that? Yeah. So our vans are wrapped. Mm bright green and purple and they have a giant prospector with a big old pickaxe mm-hmm. does he have a pickaxe or a hatchet i think he's got a pickaxe pickaxe makes it's a big pitch- pickaxe though mm-hmm. and it, you see prospector plumbing and it stands out right right it disrupts your attention grabs it mm-hmm. and then you read it and then it's a name that you're never for- gonna forget because mm-hmm. it's so synonymous with the area right. that you just can't forget it right. and all of a sudden Everybody knows who you are. Right. Right. And it's not just the van wraps. Like the same thing applies with your social media. Mm-hmm. You disrupt the norm on their social media. You grab their attention. You show them who you are. The cool part about social media, aside from van wraps, van wraps 
all they get to learn about is your name and your colors. Yep, maybe your phone number, but like, who remembers a phone number? Nobody remembers the phone number. Don't even put nope. it on there. Yeah, you don't even need it. On, I've never been in my car. Like, <clears throat> I should call them right now. What is that? One six. No, if you were in your car, you would just search prospector plumbing. <laughs> yeah, I just right? search the name. You yeah. would. Yep. Um, <clears throat> your social media. What's cool about that is they don't let you get to see your name, your colors, your logo. You can teach them a couple things about your business. Yeah. We answer the phones. Yep. And that brings up the that raises the perceived value of your company mm-hmm. just by telling them that you answer your phones. Oh yeah. And that you have friendly technicians who will show up the same day. They're like, these guys are I already like these guys, mm-hmm. right? They already want to call you mm-hmm. before they have a problem. And if and they might even be want to be testing you, like, oh, they answer their phones. I'll see about that. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> dang it! All right, crap. Ah, I don't I have did, any problems. I didn't need anything. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I got it. <clears throat> Just in case. A good CSR would get that oh, name, definitely. phone number, and email. Oh yeah. In the system. Oh yeah. Then you'll be calling them back later. Yeah. Hey, we're running a special for seventy nine dollar water heater flushes. And they'll be like, dang it! I knew I shouldn't have crap. called. <laughs> they got oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> That stuff seems like a lot of guys don't want to do that stuff, but it's like, man, you got a company to run. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And that's something I want to talk about once we get through this stuff is the, the mindset that you need to have coming into slow times. Yeah. But um, put a pin in that. Cool. So a well-named, well-branded company who s- spends money on brand awareness, right, is willing to get into Facebook ads, is mm-hmm. willing to get in front of the community. Like you can throw so many pieces in this play, mm-hmm. right? Like we named three of them. We named Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, um, your truck wraps and direct mail. Mm-hmm. You can sponsor local sports teams, which is a great one. What we do, we print it out. If you guys want, you can go to, Prospector Plumbing Facebook page, and you'll see we've got kids holding a giant check. Mm. They're like, it's a huge, it's a six foot long, three foot wide check that we had printed out that we can write on and then erase. Mm-hmm. And so then we run ads on Facebook that we're looking for sports teams to sponsor. Right. And part of the deal is if they want to get a sponsorship, they have to come in and pick up the check yep. and then take a picture with our giant check so that we can use it on social media. Mm-hmm. Those do great. Yeah. It's like brand awareness on steroids. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're doing <clears throat> something good in the community and everybody loves it. Yes. Everybody's like, man, okay, these guys are expensive. They're really good. And they give back to the community. Yeah. And that's what people I want to support this. Yeah. Most really people like this, at least the customers that you want, their values are going to be closer to like, well, I'm going to support something local because that's kind of what I believe in. Yep. I like to see local businesses doing things in the community where I live. Yep. So then you take that same picture and you go post it in all the community groups. Mm-hmm. And you just say, hey, big shout out to this kid. He, We just sponsored him. Thank you for letting us sponsor you. If you guys want to go catch a cool hockey game mm-hmm. or want to go catch a cool soccer game, make sure and go check out our local sports. Right. Right, and you can make it super not weird. And now everybody in that local Facebook group just saw your post and knows who your company is and knows that you're doing good things in the community. So you can leverage those. Um, you can get involved in B&I groups, Chamber of Commerce groups. 
there's so much stuff that you can do. If you just open your eyes and think about rather than paying for leads, how do I get people to know who I am? Yeah. How can I get in front of people so that they know who I am? It's that's, that's going to be the ticket in 2024. With branding, what would you say is probably the most important rule of thumb when you're building your brand? In the most important rule of thumb. Yeah. I have you no could, idea. Like if you could boil it down to like, because what you're trying to do is you're trying to <clears throat> so, get in front of people as much as you can yeah, so over you, a long period of time. Yeah. So you have to have a name that's memorable. Right. And that's free to do. Just takes a little bit of thought. Mm-hmm. So think about it. And then you uh, a brand that disrupts will help a lot. Sure. Because something that is good at grabbing attention will help grab attention. And then people will see your name. And if your name's memorable, they'll remember you. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be willing to spend money mm. to put that out in front of people, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't be afraid to be different. A lot of plumbers are scared to... Sure. Yeah. Have yeah, yeah. bright colors and to be disruptive. To be disruptive, they're scared to. Why do you think that is? They're. It's not part of their norm, mm. right? They want their. They err towards the side of professionalism, mm. right? Sure. Rather than grabbing your attention. Yeah, like when Coca Cola <clears> makes <throat> a funny commercial, I'm never like, "Oh, they're so unprofessional." Oh, these guys. I'm. Just, I'm just like, man. You're just like, oh, good commercial. Yeah. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. I oh, appreciate that. Coca Cola. Yeah. I'm thirsty. <laughs> I'm going to get some water. Yeah. Um, Don't be afraid to spend money on advertising. Yeah. And then... Even like brand awareness, yeah? Yeah, brand awareness. Mm -hmm. Spend money on it. And consistency over a long period of time will pay off. Yeah. You're not going to see returns tomorrow. Yeah. If you're just starting out on... Like, you have to be willing to do it long enough to see results. Yeah, don't quit too early, especially with brand awareness. Like, it's the thing that at the end of the day, will carry... Like, if you start brand awareness today and you build all... You commit to it consistently for the next year, and let's say your strategy is mixed medium, like you're spending whatever you can on social media, but then you're printing out flyers and you're doing all this and you're doing this consistently. Next year, this time, if we see... When we see the next dip in the market, right, for call volume, your brand will be so much stronger. When we see the next rise in call volume, Mm. you're going to get way more calls. Yeah, true you're going to be able to spend less on pay-per-click during good times to get calls than your competitor who has a crappy brand. Yep. He's going to have to spend more to get the same call volume just because your brand is better. Yeah. Just because you pre-spent some of that money mm. to let the company know who or let the let the customers know, let the community know right. who you are, why you're a good option, why they should be calling you. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's common sense. I mean, at the end of the day, like it really is because how is somebody going to choose your company if they don't know anything about your company? They're not. And, and like, don't, don't get so caught up over like, well, I can't track the exact ROI of this Facebook ad meant to just get attention. You can't. Nope. And that's okay. You absolutely cannot. And that's why a lot of guys don't want to do it. Yeah. Well, what's my ROI on it? Yeah, what's my return? I need to know that I'm going to get money from it. Actually, <clears> and I think that underneath that, there's sort of this, there's the skepticism that exists where it's like, oh, here's a marketing company. They're trying to get money from me, so I better see a return or else they're ripping me off. Yeah. When at the end of the day, it's like, put that skepticism on the shelf and just like... People forget what advertising has always been. Mm. 
at its core for the last however long, 100 years, I'll say. I mean, probably way far longer. longer. Advertising. Ever since, another, ever since a human was trying to get another human to do something. Advertising has been, look, if this is who we are, mm. this is what we offer. If you need this thing, we're a good option. Yeah. Here's why. Right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until pay-per-click came out mm, and sure. it caught on in the plumbing community yeah. that that was a good way to get plumbing leads. Yeah, that's actually and true. And then it became yeah, yeah, yeah. this crazy like lead-focused, yeah. ROI-focused advertising that swept the plumbing world and everybody forgot about right. your brand. Yeah. And if you look at all the guys who've done really, really well, they all focus on their brand mm. big time. And I feel like brands closer to like word of mouth. We're like before pay-per-click was a big thing, like almost like word of mouth was sort of this brand that you carried and it would get you work. Yeah. But the problem that we see with word of mouth is that one, you can't scale off of word of mouth. And also you don't really know who your customers are with word of mouth. You can scale off word of mouth, but like in today's day and age, even with word of mouth, like let's say, mm. let's say you're over at my house <clears throat> And I just had some plumbing work done. You were like, oh, who'd you use? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, Joe's Plumbing. He's great. You got to check him out. And then two weeks go by or three weeks go by or a month goes by. And you're like, man, I need a plumber. What was that plumber that Homeboy recommended? Right? Mm -hmm. But if you had a memorable name. Sure. And you had a sticker in that person's house or something like that, it's going to make a big difference. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when you go to Google and you're like, oh, man, it was like Pross. What was the name of that company? And you type in Plumber Near Me and you see. That was it. Oh, that was it. I ret- I see the colors. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Mm-hmm. Or you start, he recommends Joe's Plumbing and then you start seeing, noticing Joe's Plumbing Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. And you start noticing Joe's Plumbing's vans driving around your neighborhood. You start noticing Joe's Plumbing on the back of your mm-hmm your kids' soccer team, whoever they're playing against, whatever. Yeah. It's on the back of their jerseys. It's like, oh, Joe's Plumbing. That's mm-hmm. the plumbing company that Homeboy used, right? Mm-hmm. It just makes brand aware, like brand awareness yeah. makes word of mouth work better even. Yeah. And it, so it all works together. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, when we first got down here to Florida, we noticed um, my wife is like, I want one of those new Broncos. Mm. And then all of a sudden we started seeing Broncos everywhere. Yeah. It's like... What is Pensacola like the town of like Broncos or something? <laughs> yeah. But then I went to Seattle and there's Broncos all over Seattle. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's not just Pensacola. It was just mm-hmm. the fact that we had become aware of the Bronco. Yeah. And my wife thought it looked cool. And then we started noticing Broncos that we yeah. would never would have noticed before. Okay. Same thing works with your plumbing company. Mm-hmm. You get at them one way, and then they start noticing you this other way. Mm-hmm. And then they notice you this other way. Then they see you over here, and they see you over there, and before you know it, they know exactly who they're going to call when they have a plumbing problem, mm. and that's what you want. Gotcha. Super important in 2024, for yeah. sure. So building brand awareness consistently. <clears throat> yes. That's, that's the name of the game, and then that will help your <clears throat> pay-per-click costs. It'll help these other things because it's all – I mean, really, marketing is It'll just help a, it's a giant system. It's a huge system. And there's is there any parts of marketing that are isolated from each other? No, I don't think so. I don't you can't isolate one thing from another. 
because it's all part of the buying process and everybody's buying and, experience is going to be a little <clears> bit different. And no matter how much your marketing company tracks where your calls are coming from, mm. you literally cannot track it. Sure. Because you just don't know, you don't know how many times that person saw what before they decided to use whichever methodology of getting a hold of you to getting you to come up to that Even house. if they came from a pay-per-click ad, you have no idea why they chose you yeah. over the other guy on pay-per-click. Yeah. You have, yeah. But <laughs> logic says, mm -hmm. if they already know who I am, I've already built a little bit of trust in that customer. Mm -hmm. The logic says they're much more likely to choose me. Right. Right? So why wouldn't you hedge your bets in your favor mm -hmm. and play that game? But a lot of people aren't willing to. And just because of the cost? Just because it's cost prohibitive? Because they can't measure the ROI. Yeah. So then it's a scary thing. You might spend... I can't tell you who's called us from Facebook. Nobody. Yeah. But yeah. I continue to spend 2500 bucks a week on Facebook. Yeah. Because I know that it gets people to know who we are and it reminds them of us. Right. And when they need a plumber, they're going to go to Google and call us. Right. That's why. Mm. But a lot of guys aren't willing to do that. But that's the game you have to play mm. in 2024, mm. for sure. You have to put that brand everywhere. Yeah. There was, there was a realtor in Fairbanks. His name was Wes Madden. Mm -hmm. He'd been around for a long time. And do you remember Wes Madden? Oh, yeah. Do you remember when... I went with Wes Madden for one of my houses. <clears throat> Did you? Yep. Do you remember when all of a sudden it was like, where'd this Wes Madden guy come from? It was just like, bam, Wes mm -hmm. Madden, Wes Madden, Wes right. Madden, yeah. Wes Madden. He was on the radio. Mm -hmm. He had the radio talk show hosts on the mm -hmm. show that everybody at work listened to. It was like... Hey, if you need a good realtor, you need to call Wes Madden. Right. Blah, 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 blah. If he doesn't mm -hmm. sell your house, he'll buy it from yep, you. Yep, I remember right? that one. Mm -hmm. Really good offer. Yep. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was a offer. great offer. If your house doesn't sell, I'll buy it. Yeah. And <clears throat> it was like he just exploded out of nowhere all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. All it was was he'd been a realtor for like seven or ten years. Mm -hmm. Just nobody knew who he was. Right. He was super unsuccessful. Until all of a sudden one day he said, you know what? People need to know who I am. Yeah. And all of a sudden the dude exploded. It was like all of a sudden everybody was using West Madden. Mm -hmm. Madden Real Estate became like the biggest real estate agency in Fairbanks, Alaska. Mm -hmm. Seemingly overnight, mm -hmm. right? And then he was able, in a few short years, he was able to sell that. Mm. I don't know how much for. Probably a lot. Yeah. I'm sure a few million. Um all because he focused on brand awareness. Sure. And he wasn't afraid to spend the money mm -hmm. to get people to know who he was. Hmm. He was everywhere. What if in your what if you're in a really you're in a big market and there's lots of people being same. disruptive? It's the same thing. You just have to pick your you just have to niche your market down, right? Sure. So, like geographically. Geographically. Because it's really hard to do brand awareness, you know, if you have a million people. It's hard. It's going to be really expensive to get a million people yeah. to know who you are. Yeah. But you don't need a million people to know who you are. Right. We make $5 million a year in a market of 32,000 homeowners. Mm -hmm. That's really, that's not very many homeowners. Right. right. And we're able to spend, our audience on Facebook is 26,000. Mm -hmm. And we spend $2,500 a month mm -hmm. on Facebook. 
you can pick a small subsection. Yep. And that's why I say the best way to do it is to go look at geographically where you're making most of your money right now. Mm-hmm. Because that's where sure, your yeah, vans yeah, are yeah, the you're most already, often. You're already there. You know that you already know there's good customers there, right? And so you and if you're on pay-per-click, you already know that you're getting jobs from pay-per-click mm-hmm. and they're taking you to these areas. So these customers in these areas are already attracted to your business. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know your customers are there. Right. So in Facebook, then go build an audience with those same zip codes mm-hmm. and start feeding them Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. We have a very unique Facebook ad strategy. I don't know if we want to go into that right now, but they can go. They can go to your <clears throat> Facebook page. You can go to Prospector and yeah. check it out. You'll figure it out right away. I mean, essentially, it boils down to like be valuable in your content, meaning do funny stuff yeah. that's actually funny. Yeah. And then don't be afraid to like push the envelope just a little bit to yep. get people's attention. Yep. And then just showcase that you're do cool stuff and you're good at it. Like here's our five star reviews. Yeah. But even that, like it should still be disruptive yes. in the content. Yep. So it's not just like, oh, because if you look at like if you look at Prospector's Facebook page and you look at, you know, generic plumbing company, who's even successful? Yeah. Like go grab a franchise's Facebook page who seems to be doing well in your market. Yeah. And you look at their Facebook and it's super boring. Yep. It's very much like here's a Canva template of a review. Yep. And like here is Annie was really happy with the work. Excellent. Like who cares? Or like, Nobody. hey, here's a dripping faucet. Remember, dripping faucets up. And it's like, eh, nobody's gonna stop and stop the scroll. There's no attention. There's no nope. disruption. So I mean that's you guys will see it really quick if you just go to Prospector's Facebook. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. Okay, so start spending money on Facebook in those areas. Then start spending money on mailers in those areas. Mm. There's a really good uh, direct mail company called MailShark. I don't get paid by them, by the way. I just sat sat down and got through their demo. We have a few people in our course that use them. It's actually really cool if you're a small guy. They can put you on a really small budget, and they can drip your budget out over time. Whereas with pretty much every other mail company, you have to p- put down a pretty yeah. big lump sum for mailers because you have to blast a bunch of it at mm-hmm. once. These guys will print them all and then mail them out mm. in in small spurts, which is really cool. Made direct mail acts accessible to the smaller guys yeah. is really what they've done. So you could get on MailShark, a really cool service, and go start dropping, and they'll actually help you do this. They'll pull your service Titan data. They'll put it all into a spreadsheet. They'll be like, look, you're already making money with these customers. Here's all the customers that we pulled from our system Mm. that you haven't served yet in those areas. Oh, my gosh. Let's go send all of them mail. It's a really cool service. Okay, Mm. so now everybody's getting your mailers, um, and then they start seeing your vans drive around. You get more work in these areas. You start to own a certain area. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to own a very big area to have a pretty decent sized plumbing company. Yeah, especially if you're small and you're in the stage of like, <clears throat> we just got our pricing fixed. We got to stack cash. Yeah, like you can lean a lot into a good area in your market. Yeah, and to be able to actually accomplish that stacking cash mechanism in your business. Oh yeah. Yep. Without having to like spend gobs of money on a big agency at this point and all these really expensive ads and all this stuff. There was a plumbing business for sale in Chicago that I was looking at. They did seven million a year mm. in a six mile radius from their shop. <laughs> yeah. And so, they literally wouldn't go outside of that radius. Yeah. If you were on the wrong side of the road, they didn't serve you. Yeah. They just wouldn't do it. Yeah. 
And so you're not in our service area. Yeah. Sorry. It's like, this is our jams right here. We six, know our business. <laughs> six mile radius. Mm. And they're making $7 million a year. Wow. That Killer. sounds like a nice game to play. Yes. Yeah. And they'd been around for years, yeah. and they didn't do any advertising. Mm. They just had really good brand awareness in that six mile radius, right? Yeah. Because they built it up over the years. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that okay, so thinking about this, it's a, it's a good framework to think. You know, you're in a big market, because I hear this all the time, like, man, it's so competitive here. Yeah. And, like, the thinking is they – the person who's saying that is seeing all the companies that they've ever seen yep. having lived in this area their whole life or whatever yeah. it is, yep. which makes it seem like the market is vast and huge and there's millions of companies, which it's huge and there are lots of companies. But if you think about like, okay, well, think about this tiny area that you want to dominate. How yep. many companies are there? Well, maybe a couple. Like, okay, so you, now it's your market suddenly is tiny. It's just but that even, area. Even if there's... 20 companies that serve that area, how many areas are specifically targeting that area with all of their marketing efforts? Not very many. Mm. I'll tell you right now, like people, most companies don't focus on brand awareness. No. Like if, if we were to go to Phoenix and we were to go, there's probably hundreds, maybe even thousands of plumbing companies in Phoenix. But out of those thousands... Mm maybe there's a hundred that focus on brand brand awareness in a market of millions of people. Right. There's not that many doing it. And so when you, when you start to focus on that, you immediately become different. You differentiate yourself out of the marketplace. Right. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's the game you're going to have to play in 2024. Yeah. So you just got to bite the bullet and get after it, bite the bullet, get after it. Mm -hmm. That's where I would start. If I were to start a company today, I would start heavy on brand awareness. I'd still do pay-per-click. I'd sure. still do GLSA. Because even pay-per-click is brand awareness. True, to, uh, to an like, extent. Yeah, yeah. You're t- like it's not its main purpose, but it's it's its secondary. There's a secondary brand awareness feature that comes with it. Yep. Just because you're getting somebody's attention. Yeah, if somebody sees your name and they don't, and they call the other guy, they still saw your name. Yeah. Still valuable. Yep. Even if it costs you money. Mm-hmm. That's probably the most expensive brand awareness, but still valuable. Yeah. I wouldn't rely on it for brand awareness. No, but. not not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, where does like Thumbtack, Angie's, mm, what's the other one? Yelp. Like, where are the where are the, where do those play into this factor? Thumbtack and Angie's suck. Mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> um, it's a different kind of customer going there, right? Yeah. So before we were thinking about the customer journey, and and it's people going to Google, right? And People on Google, they're looking for, they're either looking for reputable company with lots of reviews mm. who they think is going to take care of them. Mm-hmm. That's who you want to be because those are the customers that you can make money with. Mm-hmm. Or they're going on there and they're looking for the small one truck chuck, no van wraps because they're honest and affordable, right? right? They're not trying to rip you off like these other big guys. Right. The reality is that that, they're not on everybody's honest yeah and everybody is actually i would say the big companies are actually affordable the smaller companies just aren't making any money right right? and and it's a confusion of the customer right i think if they knew what they were supporting i would hope that they would choose differently yeah at least think Um, about it (laughs) yeah um but so you have those customers that go to Google and they're doing one of those two things mm-hmm. to an extent that I didn't, 
I didn't understand how much that happens, mm-hmm. how much the customer is choosing between what the company looks like online. Right. It's crazy. Right. Um, blows my mind. So on that note, like the way you look online mm. is extremely important. Yeah. Extremely. Yeah, because it's, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to express the type of company you are. And for people yeah. who are looking for a cheaper company, they're going to look at a cheaper, crappier website and be like, all right, cool. This is probably closer to yeah. what I'm looking mm, for. This is the guy. He's going to yeah. be affordable. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I can't afford the guys who looks like these other companies because I've tried them and I know what they give me. And this is why a lot of the guys, when you talk to them, they're like, all the customers just want the cheapest price. It's because you look like the company that all those customers are calling. Right. They're calling you and they're wanting the cheapest price because you look like the cheapest price. Right. The way you look matters Mm -hmm. so incredibly much. Mm -hmm. I mean, perception. Yeah. Perception is reality. If you want good customers, you have to look like somebody that serves good customers or good customers aren't going to call you. Yep. You have to have, I mean, this is an important topic on your Google My Business, have a decent name have a good logo, have good colors, have a good looking website, have people smiling, even if it's just yourself. Yeah. Look like a friendly human being smiling in mm-hmm. your Google photos. I can't tell you how many GMBs I go to and it's just pictures of work. Mm-hmm. The customers don't care about your work. No. They, that does not make them feel comfortable. They assume that your work would be good. Yeah. Because if you have a business, they're assuming that- You're a professional you plumber. Yeah. That you wouldn't be in business. But if, if they see business work. of your work, they're like, I don't even know what this is. Yeah. If they see a picture of a nice, clean-cut human being with a smile on his face, mm-hmm. this guy looks like a professional. Right. That's what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what you want. Mm-hmm. Super important. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> also, put products on your stinking GMB. Yeah. Think. Of, I mean, maybe even that. Like, Just think about your GMB. Think about it. Make sure the cover photo is good. Yeah, don't just like get it and like Learn check how the to, box. Like, all right, I got the GMB done. Learn That's how it. to change the cover photo and make it look good. Attract the right kind of customer. Mm-hmm. Put products on there. If somebody searches water softener repair or water softener installation and your business pops up and they click on your GMB and open it up and expand it or whatever, mm-hmm. and you have a product that says water softener repair or water softener installation, that customer goes... This guy, these guys, they do exactly what I'm looking for. Mm, mm-hmm. If they just see Joe's plumbing, they know he does plumbing, but they don't know if plumbers do water softeners. Right. They don't know if plumbers work on water heaters. Mm-hmm. But when you can put that in your products, it's just, oh, they actually do what I'm looking for. Yeah. And they're going to call you. Yeah. Don't assume that the plumber or that the customer knows what you actually do. Correct. The other thing is on your GMB, GMB is like free phone calls. Yeah. So the more you can optimize it, the better. Um, add updates. Mm. Add updates. What do you mean by updates? On the bottom, you can add updates. What we do is we just take my social media content and we use it for updates. Mm. Easy peasy. And then why why are updates important? Google wants updates. Gotcha. So it's a Google thing. Making the Google gods happy. Yeah. That's gonna, a, yeah, well, that helps. It's going to help your ranking. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Plus it makes your GMB look more legit. Yeah, so when somebody does get there, they're not like, oh, this company... Because if somebody gets there, like, oh, a company was established, like, 
20 years ago when there's one update. Yeah. They're going to be like, well, that's good. And there's 15 reviews. Yeah. They're going to go, oh, this is ghetto. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not going to call you. Yep. Or they will call you. Because they'll be trying to get a price quote over the phone. True. (laughs) Correct. Uh, The other thing is you have the ability to ask people to leave you a Google review. So do it. Yeah. Google likes reviews, Mm -hmm. even if they're bad. Google just wants to see that you're actually going out and serving your customers. Yeah, that you're that you're something that's worth having on Google's page. Yeah, they want more reviews. Yeah. So if you go to your own GMB and you click the reviews, at the top it'll say get more reviews. There'll be a button. If you click it, it'll pop open a link. If you copy that link, you can send it to all of your customers mm. and get more reviews. Ask, text them twice asking for a review. Ask for a review on site. Email them after the thing asking for a review. Collect those reviews. That seems to be like a pretty high leverage task. Dude. Like if you're just starting out, like, because there's so many things when you're just starting out or if you're young in your business, not yeah. even necessarily just starting out. Maybe you're just young with review counts. Mm-hmm. It seems like that would be a good chunk of your time spent. Better than other things that you might be thinking about. If you can get up to the three, four, five, six hundred review mm. count, that makes your business seem so much more legitimate. Yeah, especially if you're in a <clears throat> competitive if, market, you know? like If you get to 400, you are have more reviews than 99% of the companies out there. Yeah, so like, I would even recommend like set yourself a quota each day, like depending upon how many customers you're serving, be like, I'm going to send out X amount of review requests every day. Send them to every single customer. Yep. No matter what. Yeah. Every single one. Yep. If and if you have a backlog of customers that you need to go back through, that's where you can make your quota. Like, all right, I got to work through these old customers I've served. Yep. Let's let's get like a template for text messages and then just text them out. Yep. Second number, third number, fourth number. Yeah, it'll be like boring and mind numbing, but it's like you'll get reviews from it. Get a you can do get a service to do that for you. Like mm. get like a chirp or yeah, uh, you can get on Mailchimp or you can go on Go High Level and then mm. just. Enter in a ton of phone numbers and a ton of email addresses and blast yeah. your whole customer base Yeah, all at once. Yeah. That's what I would do. Mm. Okay. Last thing, maybe last thing. Like, it's probably easy to get discouraged when it's super slow. Super easy. And so, like... Hang in there. Yeah. Like, what's what's the biggest, like, what's the mindset that needs to be had when it's super slow like this? The mindset is... It's not going to last forever. Mm. And everybody's quitting, Mm. but I'm not going to. Because if you think about it, if there's, you know, if you've got 100 competitors and it gets super slow and 10 of them quit, well, now you got 10 less competitors. Mm -hmm. Like people who are successful are the ones who just hang in long enough. Yeah. Like you, you, Mm -hmm. yes, you have to do the right stuff. But even if you're doing the right stuff, it's not easy. It's hard. Yeah. It's difficult. It's different. It's weird. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Get used to it because it's always going to be that way. Mm-hmm. And the mindset you have to have through all of those times, there's more stuff than just slow times in your business that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And the mindset yeah. is always the same. I'm not going to die on this hill. Yeah. I am not going to let this get me. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it through this and come out on top in the end. Mm. Those kinds of people win. The only difference between winners and losers Mm. is losers quit. Mm. 
winners just keep going. Mm-hmm. They keep trying new things. Keep sure. They never stop. They always learn. They always try to get better. They always keep going. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, all the losers, they quit. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's the only difference. So when it's slow, just know it's not going to be slow forever. I ain't going to die on this hill. Right. What can I do now to make it better tomorrow or the next day or the next day or the next day? And sometimes, like, when it gets slow, sometimes, like, especially in the beginning of your business and you don't have a big amount of money in the bank, you got to let guys go. Yeah. It's just part of the deal. Yeah. Um, You know, a lot of people, when it gets slow, will cut marketing spend. They'll cut. They'll try to cut everything except for labor. But it's the one thing you want to cut, as as hard as it is, the one thing you need to cut is labor. Yeah, because there's always this idea that, like, well, labor's hard to get. If you have no work, the one thing not making you money right now is labor. Yeah. But if you cut your marketing spend, you're definitely not going to have enough work. And you're not going to be able to pay your labor. Yeah, so you're going to bleed cash and lose labor anyway. You might as well lose some labor, hold your cash, maybe even make money. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Man, it's a hard thing to do, but... It is. It sucks. And you you should only be in that spot in the beginning of your business. Yeah. If you're five, six, seven guys in, you should have been able to save up some money right now to make it through a month or two of slow times. Yeah, if you're five, six, seven guys in and you, it's hard for you to make ends meet in slow time, you got way bigger problems. You ain't charging enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, or you don't have enough work. Yeah. There's only three ways to make more money, right? Mm -hmm. You can raise your prices, Mm -hmm. which is the easiest one to do, Mm -hmm. which everybody forgets about Mm -hmm. because it's it's one of the most like challenging things to do in your head for some reason. Yeah. Um, You can do more work which is just putting the marketing pieces in place, doing all the right marketing stuff, sticking with it, being consistent Mm -hmm. with it, or you can be more efficient. When you're slow, when you're charging enough, when you're doing all the marketing stuff and you're slow, you can't charge more. You can't do more marketing. You've already done those things. The only thing you can do is be more efficient. When you're slow, and you have a bunch of guys laying around, is that very efficient? Mm -mm. No. So at that point in time, you have to make that call. Mm. Hmm. Cool, man. Super cool. Anything else about marketing? There's so much stuff that we didn't even talk about. I know we didn't even be here for like 10 hours. Yeah, we didn't even like go into like the different types of marketing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, or landing pages. Yeah, all the little specifics. All the little specs. Yeah. I think that, and we... We did go into those in the past ones. Yeah. But I think over the past couple months, I've had a really big realization of how important brand awareness is going to be yeah. in 2024. Yeah. And I th- honestly, I think for the for the next couple of years, if you can invest in your brand, you're going to be so much better off. Yeah. There's companies like uh, Gettle Air Conditioning. They don't do pay-per-click. They only do brand awareness. Yep. I bet they're not slow right now. No, they're probably not. Yeah. Just doing normal they're stuff. They're probably doing super good. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Cool, man. See you next time. Later, Holmes.